Welcome to I Speak Human, a podcast about navigating the human experience by way of the stars. I'm your host, intuitive astrologer, Akashic record reader, and fellow human, Victoria Greer Stevens. Join me each week as we look to the stars to answer life's big questions. Who are we? Where are we going? And why are we here? This is I Speak Human. Hello and welcome back to I Speak Human. I am so flipping excited to be back and recording today's episode. It is the March forecast. And I know from messages on Instagram and just honestly numbers of in analytics in the podcast app that you guys love the forecast episodes. So I'm super, super stoked to get this one going for you today. So I wanted to start off talking a little bit about the journey that we're on as a collective as it relates to the planets. So if that sounds a little woo-woo and like WTF is she even talking about right now, hang on, bear with me guys. So all of the planets are different facets of ourselves. So and they represent different parts of ourselves. And there are inner planets and there are outer planets. The inner planets represent us. They represent impulses within ourselves. And the outer planets also represent parts of us, but it may be parts of us that we experience externally. And sometimes it's external forces on ourselves. So they're, but they're all... The personal planets are called the inner planets. So that's the sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars. Those are called the personal planets. Those personally relate to parts of your personality um, and who you are. So the sun is our essence in the way we show up and the way that we shine our light. And it's the ego, It's but it's how we're seen. So somebody with a really strong sun, let's say a sun in Aries, um, is going to be very apparent. They're going to be very, you're going to see them. They're going to maybe talk fast. They may um, have a lot of energy, like you're very aware when they're in a room. That's why Aries people, one of the reason why Aries energy and Aries sun is so intense and you're so aware of them is because the sun is exalted in the sign of Aries. Whereas if your sun is in the sign of Libra, which is considered its exile, it's not that, I'm sorry, not its exile, it's detriment. It's It's not that your your sun isn't working or it's bad. It's just that Libra is more concerned about the other. So therefore, it's not the sun isn't getting to shine as bright as maybe it wants to. And Libras tend to not make everything about themselves. They want to make things about the other people. And so I know a lot of Libras that I know, they're in really loving partnerships. They're very focused on their partners or they also may work in a service industry where they're, where the focus is being put on the other. I know a few Libras that that's the case. And there's, there's a lot of focus put on the other. And they're fine with that. Like, that's how they shine their light. Um, so that's the sun. And then the moon is our emotions. It's our, it's our feelings. It's the way we nurture ourselves. It's also the way we were nurtured. It can represent the mother. So the moon... As it goes through the month, 
is it goes through the entire your entire chart and it's highlighting all these different areas of your life. So that's why you can really use the moon as a as a great tracker of like self-reflection or journaling, like where the moon is in your chart, you can look at that area of your chart and be like, oh, wow, that's an area that um, I'm going to put some special nurture or attention to, or just be a little bit more inquisitive about that area of your life. Um, And then we have Mercury, and Mercury is our mental process. It's how we think. It's how we make decisions. It's how we communicate. Um, It's how we do the in, but it's how we Mercury is all about connection. So it's wanting to connect one side to the other. So a lot of times in modern astrology, people say Mercury, oh, it's your thinking, it's your mind, it's your communication. Yes. But in traditional astrology, Mercury was the messenger between the two worlds. So there's also this very spiritual side to Mercury that I think often gets overlooked in traditional astrology. So Mercury is the the messenger between the spiritual realm and the physical realm. Um, and you see Mercury rules mutable signs, Gemini and Virgo. There's a lot of movement there. There's a lot of fluidity. And Mercury is not consider is neither considered diurnal or nocturnal. So all of the planets are considered nocturnal, meaning night planets, or di- dineural. I'm so bad at saying like words with vowels and then ends. There's a <laughs> That was super random, but uh, diurnal, so meaning day. So there are day planets and there are night planets. And the day planets are the sun, Jupiter, Saturn, and I think that's it. It's those, yes, it's sun, Jupiter, and Saturn. And then the night planets are Mars, Venus, and the moon. And then you have Mercury, which transition can go back and forth between day and night. So depending on where Mercury is in its cycle, it can be in the morning star cycle or the night star cycle, and it's going to kind of play for that team. So all t- you know, all the teams kind of have like the team captain, and, and I think of those as the luminaries, so the sun and the moon. So if you have a night chart, meaning your sun is in the lower half of your chart, in houses one through six, you're on the night team. And if you're like me, welcome to the night team. And if you are in the top half of the chart, meaning your son is in houses six, or I'm sorry, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, and 7, then you are considered a day chart and you're ruled by the sun. So each team has a team captain, and that's the luminaries. And then they have a benefic meaning a positive planet or a planet that's bringing like positivity to that team. Um, And for the night team, that's Venus. And for the day team, that's Jupiter. And then each team has a malefic, which I don't like to use the term bad, but it's like, it's kind of (laughs) the, it's the one that's doing the the hard stuff. Like, you know, good cop, bad cop, it's the bad cop, but you need both. You need that balance. So for the night team, it's Mars, and for the day team, it's Saturn. So in your chart, if you're a night chart, the malefic Mars doesn't necessarily like show up as negatively for you. So Mars is like cutting, it's burning, it's anger, it's passion, it's our raw energy, um, it's sexuality, 
Um, and it's just go. Like, it's physical. So it's the ego. And so Mars in a night chart may give that person. So I have a night chart. My Mars is pretty well placed. Mars for me gives me a lot of passion. It gives me a lot of creativity. It gives me a lot of drive. I have a lot of energy from my Mars. So there's, and it doesn't, it is, I don't get into a lot of accidents. Well, I'm clumsy, but I don't get hurt very often. Like I rarely burn myself. I rarely cut myself. Like I, my Mars works pretty well in my chart. Whereas in a day chart, Mars might like be something that leads you to burnout. And you may find yourself getting cut a lot, depending on where your Mars is placed. So if you have a Mars that's like in a good, in a better position, that's not, you know, shaking everything up, it may really not affect you, even if you have a day chart. But that's kind of the one you want to keep your eye on in your day chart is like, what is Mars doing? Like even like in transits, like what Mars is doing day to day, you kind of want to keep your eye on and be aware of. Um, And then for the day team, they have the malefic Saturn. And Saturn is just, Mars is like your drill sergeant coach who's coming in and is like, get this going, start, you know, there's just like a lot of force, a lot of energy. It's the athlete. Saturn is, you know, the owner of a company coming in and being like, this is wrong. This is wrong. I want this done this way. I want this done that way. So Saturn a lot of times is associated with the father. I don't love calling Saturn the father. I really like to look at the sun for representing the father in the chart, but it has this, um, authoritarian feel that I think that's why sometimes we associate it with the father because I think for you know a lot of us that that feeling has we've gotten that feeling from our fathers we've gotten this you know practical you know no nonsense let's figure out but that's not actually the father that's more of like a Saturnian influence so a lot of times with I know I have a friend and his father has a lot of Saturnian Saturn in his chart because he's a Capricorn and he's just anytime he like calls him for advice it's just very practical advice it's very well these are the facts and this is what you have to do and you know life is difficult and that's the way it is and there's there's a there's a yeah laying down the law not mean just practical and logical and sometimes grim, like worst case scenario like Saturn's not optimistic that's Jupiter Saturn's like is looking for what could go wrong. Um, Whereas Mars is so much energy that it breaks shit. Um, So very different energies there. And then when those two, you know, play with each other and those two interact, that's when we see, we can see a lot of tension and accidents and stress in our lives because the two malefics, if they're, you know, not playing nice, that can be, you know, having the hothead get in a fight with the authority figure can be a blowout. So that's just kind of just a spiel. I feel like I went on a huge tangent about day and night charts, but I think it's really important to understand, you know, the the planets that are on your team, they're all, I mean, all of them are in your chart, but some of them are going to be playing a little bit more with your natural energy, whereas others you might have to work to play with or just, yeah, this is, it's going to, 
it that planet may be more of a journey for you. But like for me, Saturn in my chart is technically a malefic because I have a night chart. But Saturn for me has been... I think a really grounding force. It's also, it blocks a lot. It's in my sixth house. It blocks a lot of sickness for me. Um, And it wants me, you know, I'm so spiritual and creative and can go really deep into that realm. And Saturn's here to be like, hey, you got to pay your bills. Hey, you got to take care of yourself. Hey, you got, you know, always has that practical, like you need to be doing this. But it also like the stress of it comes in that I always feel like I'm not doing enough because I have Saturn. You know, I'm a Capricorn. I have five planets in Saturn. um, And I feel like I'm never doing enough. I feel like I'm always behind and it's all in my sixth house. So it's it's pretty rough. I, I feel day to day like I'm never doing enough and there's always more to be doing. There's always something bad that could happen. And so I I really have to you know, work to balance that energy and really work with Saturn and honor him um, because the times in my life when I've just said, you know what, fuck it, (laughs) peace out, bitch, like I'm going to do what I want to do. Saturn's come and given me some pretty strong consequences um, and for my own good. And that's what Saturn is here. It's, it's, It's for your own good. So let's talk about March. (laughs) March is... The story of March is a journey of going inward into ourselves, finding our sacred truth, and then declaring it and making statements based on our values and what is in alignment for us. So that's the story. And there's a lot of the the planets are all playing a role in this story. And so we're going to unpack the role that they're all playing this month. But that's, I want you to keep that in mind because I think for a lot of times, you know, when I do these forecasts or when I talk to people about what's coming up in their lives, they are so caught up in the dates and the details and almost like in defense, like defensive astrology, if you will, of, okay, I need to plan my life so that this doesn't bite me in my ass. And or I want to plan my life to optimize my life around this energy. And I think that's beautiful. And I'm not saying don't do that. Like, that's great. You know, use astrology to help you plan. I mean, I use astrology to help me plan business, relationship stuff, travel, projects. Like, it's great. Use astrology for that. But that's that's a very Gemini way to use astrology, if you will. Um it's I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out how the details help me day to day. Um, whereas if you're looking at astrology from this more holistic standpoint of what is the story that the planets are acting out in the sky and how is that reflecting internally inside of me? So that's that's the so that's the story. It's a story of going inward getting our sacred truth, getting our sacred values, and then expressing them. So keeping that in mind, there's a few highlights this month. One of the highlights is the new moon in Pisces happening on the 13th. And But the one I want to talk about first, which is another huge highlight, I think, this month, is Mars moving into the sign of Gemini. So Mars has been in Taurus for the last six weeks. And Mars, or maybe a little longer than that, since the beginning of January, 
And well, it will have been in Taurus for about two months, actually. And before that, Mars was in Aries and then had been retrograded. So Mars, again, this is our ego. It's our vitality. It's our movement forward. It's get shit done. That part of ourselves has been kind of going through hell since really about mid-June. I, or is it mid-June, July? When, when Mars went into Aries and started the story of our ego, our energy, our movement forward was starting to really decline and how much we were able to do. And then, you know, when Mars entered Taurus, it calmed down a lot because Mars and Aries was really hot. And that's when we saw the riots. And that's when we saw, oh my gosh, all the, you know, egotism and the United States election. And and I and I mean even ego and like from in a positive way of like no where you're not gonna you know you're not gonna defraud and say that the democracy is not you know this system is flawed and you're not going to corrupt this and you know wherever you stand on that you saw the egos flare up from both sides of this is what I want no this is what I want and this is what I believe and so that's a really hot Mars and then Mars and Taurus Mars it's it's in its opposite sign. So Mars rules Scorpio. And so the opposite of Scorpio is Taurus. So anytime Mars is in a planet that's opposing the sign that it rules, it's said to be in its detriment. Um, And it's said to be in its domicile in Aries and Scorpio. Those are the two signs it rules. And then it's in its detriment in Libra and Taurus. So when Mars is in its detriment, it just isn't very Marsy. So it's not moving forward. It's not getting shit done. It's it's not impulsive. It's more, and I know I talked about the beginning of the year to really use that energy to set up systems and consistency because Mars and Taurus wants consistent work done. It doesn't want you to like, you know, Mars and Aries wants you to start a business and start all these exercise routines and may or may not continue them. Mars and Taurus is like, no, commit to what you have capacity for and go slow and steady. So I don't think that's always a horrible thing, but because we had been in this like burnout grind of Aries, um, I think that was really hard on a lot of us. And our energy has just been, it's just not, it's still not ramped back up. So I think that this Mars entering Gemini, we're going to see a huge surge in energy. This is happening on March 3rd at about 9.29 p.m. And this is in central time. So what's happening that's kind of cool is that Mars is now trining um, Mercury and Jupiter because Mercury and Jupiter are forming a conjunction. The next day, actually, it's going to be exact. Um, in the sign of Aquarius, and because Aquarius is an air sign, Gemini is an air sign, um, there is a flowing trine between these two energies. And here's why this is really great. (laughs) This is really great because Mercury is, again, about our communication. It's our thoughts process. um, And then Jupiter is good. It's expansive. It's considered a positive, a benefic planet. And so... Mercury and Jupiter coming together in the sky on March 4th. So what I think that's going to be is a declaration of good news. Like, and that might be that you're announcing, like, I'm starting this new business or I'm starting this new thing. It could also be that you get good news. Like maybe you 
applied for a job and interviewed and you're given the news that you got the job and there's movement forward and there's something to do. So this is connected. This isn't just your, you know, telling, you know, telling everybody like, hey, um, I'm going to start this new business and it's going to be amazing. But like you're doing something with it. That's the Mars and Gemini. And there might be a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving pieces. Um, I will say just kind of keep in mind, um, this can be a really mentally chattery in energy. I don't think it's going to be like an anxious energy, but you definitely may find yourself like talking a whole hell of a lot. Um, and this is a great energy for like podcasting. If you speak for a living, use this energy to talk, but also be aware of what you're saying because Mars sometimes is impulsive or it is impulsive. And I think it's I think it'll actually be a good impulsivity because it's in again in that flowing energy. Um but yeah, your ego's coming back. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a really, you know, it's a good thing. It's we need our egos. It's part of what helps us stay safe and conceptualize the world. But we we want our to keep our egos in check and we want to not let them run us because the ego is just a program. So we want to be aware that we can reprogram ourselves. And I think that's even kind of a cool thing with Mercury and Jupiter. There's a real possibility for reprogramming our mental processes. Um, so I always like to look for opportunities as well as like, this is what could happen. So yeah, totally what could happen. And we could have like good news on a global scale. So I'm actually thinking that this could be the vaccines are all of a sudden like a lot more accessible. And regardless of where you stand on that, um, not saying, you know, I'm not getting into that, but we're going to see a surge in the amount of vaccines that are available. Therefore, I think that we'll move towards starting life back to normal. We're going to see like a surge in that around March 3rd and 4th. So it might not be that we, you know, so for instance, my partner's in the entertainment industry and it's been on hold for a freaking year. And um, and a lot of people in that industry, well, everybody that was in that industry has just been on hold and like on a guessing game of when it's going to start back up. And so like it could be that around that time that industry hears like, hey, we're starting back up at this time. We're going to book tour, you know. So it might not be that they go out on tour on March 3rd, March 4th, but they might get information around that time of when they will. That's like positive news of things moving back up. I'm just using that as an example. So that's like something that like is externally happening. But I always like to tell you guys ways you can use this energy. So few ways. Writing. This is such a great time to write. If you're a writer, oh my gosh, I'm really excited about this because I have a friend who I think she listens to this podcast, at least some. I'll tell her to listen to this episode, but she's been doing a lot of writing and oh my gosh, I'm really excited for her now because of, I know how this is hitting her chart. So yeah, she this this is a great time for writing. And if you're a Gemini rising and you're a writer, write your little ass off right now. <laughs> This is a great time. If you have a book or a big project, or if you're thinking about starting school or back school, like a new course of study, this is a really great time to do that or look into that, especially for Gemini Risings, but really anybody. Um, and then on March, so that's March 3rd and 4th. So that's kind of what's, that's how we're starting the month off. So that's great, right? Like we're starting the month off with like positive news, positive 
optimistic possibility. So we're like, yes, awesome. Life is going to get going. And then the sun moves in, is going to conjunct Neptune on the 10th. So we start the month off with, oh my gosh, so much excitement, like new ideas are buzzing. Like you might start connecting to new people. Like you'll just kind of notice like this ramp up and like communicative energy and like chatting and like your mental activity and ideas and like things getting off the ground and stuff starting and getting, you know, talking in the works. Um, and then on the 10th, so that's happening the third and the fourth. And then on the 10th, when the sun in Pisces conjuncts Neptune, um, we're going to really, I think, shift into this different energy of it's going to be a lot less talking and a lot less mental, and it's going to be a lot more going within, connecting with what we really want, what's really in alignment for us. So again, we're talking about the story of March. The story of March is you may get a lot of opportunities and a lot of really good news at the beginning of the month. And it might be really tempting to be like, okay, especially for my Aries, my Aries and Scorpios, or if you have like significant Aries and Scorpio placements in your chart, especially my Aries placements. So like your midheaven, um, your rising sign, your moon, even your Mercury or Venus or Mars, you are probably because you've Mar because your ruling planet has been in detriment, when this happens, when Mars shifts into Gemini, you're going to be like, let's fucking go. Like, I want to go now. I don't want to stop. I just want to go and get this stuff done. So when all these conversations are happening, you're going to be like, but I want to do it now. I want to do it now. Slow your roll just a touch. And I would say because on we're that's going to happen. It's totally going to happen. So this isn't me, you know. But there's there's another step. There's another evolutional process before it, quote unquote, happens. So and that starts on and where we kind of go into this more nebulous spiritual phase of the month um, when the sun and Neptune conjunct. And this is going to be it's going to be very foggy for a couple days. Your mental energy is probably not going to be awesome. <laughs> Um, logic is probably not going to be awesome. So this is a really great time to really go within and figure out like, what are your dreams and what do you want and what's in alignment with your value system? And maybe even doing some past life work, uh, but definitely connecting with this spiritual inner higher consciousness of yourself and really figuring out what do I want? What are my values? And am I shining my light in a way that is authentic? So I, I will say watch for this time for escapism. A lot of times Neptune brings with it a desire to like escape through like drugs and alcohol and checking out and watching TV um, or shopping a lot, just any kind of like escape behavior. So and the, honestly, we do that when we're not willing to look at our shit. So if you're not willing to look at your shit, you're probably going to find yourself drinking a lot more around the 10th of March. If you're willing to look at your shit, this can be a really, really healing time for you where you get into alignment with who you really are. So if you're somebody that's like, look, and I'm I'm going to be really honest, I am prone my Neptune is conjunct my son. I am prone to use escapism rather than diving into my healing. So I'm really 
I'm learning to be more proactive about like, okay, I'm going to set up times to like, I know this is coming. I'm going to set up times to maybe I'm going to do a course. Maybe I'm going to, you know, have a meeting with somebody or like a coaching call with somebody or a healing call with somebody to help me move some of this energy. Or maybe I'm going to do a ritual or a circle with people, but just making sure that I'm not checking out during that time and setting myself up for success because I know I like to check out. I do. I would rather check out than feel my shit most of the time. But once I start feeling it, I'm like, oh, my God, I love this. I love the healing. I love the feeling. And maybe you're not like that. Maybe you're getting you're like, oh, I still hate it. Um, but either way, this is that's how you want to use this energy appropriately. So if you don't want to like get into your darkest, deepest secrets, make it fun. Do like a vision board. Go buy. I mean, I'm not I'm not necessarily super like you know, manifestation, like go make vision boards, visualize your life. But I do think that there's value in it. So use that energy to, you know, go. If you kind of know you're prone to escapism, you don't really want to do rituals, you don't really want to dive super deep into shit, go buy some magazines and a piece of poster board and put on this poster board, like whatever appeals to you, what's calling to you, what your soul is saying that it wants. Because that's really what the Sun-Neptune time is, I think is getting getting in tune with what who your what your soul really wants, not your spiritual, your higher self and what, you know, getting connecting with your cosmic team, connecting with your guides and asking like, hey, where where am I? Where am I off course? Where where am I not in alignment with my highest self? And I don't think that this is going to be a time that's. It's not going to be a real struggle to do this, um, but you still are going to have to choose into that energy. You're going to have to choose into that higher vibration of Neptune. And then on the 13th, just a few days later, we have the new moon at 23 degrees of Pisces. So the new moon occurs when the sun and the moon are the exact same degree of the exact same sign. And so that's happening at right around 4.20 a.m. Central Time, which is kind of funny because 4.20, if you don't know, <laughs> is like pot and weed and um, Neptune rules drugs. So it's kind of – it's. The likelihood that people are going to want to do drugs around this time is pretty freaking high. Um, not telling you what to do about that, but just be aware that that's, that's a lower vibration of this energy. And, you know, if you are going to use drugs around that time, make it very intentional. You know, if you're doing ceremony, if you're, you know, try not to use it just to check out. And I'm also not promoting that. I'm like the most Libra fucking human on the planet. I'm like, I'm not saying to do it. I'm not saying not to do it. I'm just giving you options. My job is not, I'm, I'm an astrologer. I am not here to tell you how to live your life. I'm giving you options and you, and I'm letting you know like, hey, this is what's on the menu. This is the weather forecast. Use it how you will. will. Here are ways you can use it well, or not even quote unquote well, but here are certain ways you can use it. Here are other ways you can use it. And we also around that time, well, actually at the same time, um, that same day, Venus is going to conjunct Neptune. So there, this is a beautiful new moon, by the way. I'm really, really excited about this new moon for a lot of reasons. So new moons open up a new six-month chapter because the new moon starts a cycle and it ends with the full moon in that same sign. So in Virgo season in September, we'll have a full moon in Pisces, and this will complete the six-month cycle. So, and 
I'm really excited about this because this is probably one of the most positive new moons I've seen in so long. Um, it's with Venus, which is a benefic, and also Venus is in Pisces, which it's exalted in. So that's Venus is like happy. It's at home. It's with Neptune. So there's definitely this kind of like dreamy, mystical. This is totally energy, though, where you can like really get yourself in a weird headspace around like relationships. So if you like find yourself all of a sudden like fantasizing or idealizing like an old relationship or even someone new, like you meet someone and you're just so mystified by them and oh my gosh, they're so amazing. And just be aware that Neptune has a tendency to add a level of delusion and confusion. So while you know, there is so many beautiful sides to Neptune and Venus. There's a lot of creativity. There's a lot of inspiration. But if you're not grounded, if you're not, you know, staying connected with the earth, if you're not staying connected to your body, when I say the earth, your body is really what I'm talking about, like stay and the earth, but your body is staying here, staying present. So not checking out with work, not checking out with numbing or drugs or sex or whatever, staying connected with your emotions and your feelings, if you're doing that, you won't get swept up by the Neptune fog. You'll It'll just add like this mystical, spiritual, beautiful, you know, so for all my Capricorns um, or people with a lot of, you know, pra- or even just earth energy, um, this can be a really great time for us because it gives us a chance to really tap into that spiritual side, really let go of the logic and the day-to-day. So, and this is setting up a cycle. And with exalted Venus there, what the cycle is saying is like, what do you value? What do you value in your relationships? This is this energy is like dreams coming true. So you're likely to really get a intuitive, beautiful sense of like what you want, where you're going, but it might not be logical. So don't expect on this new moon to like have a logical conclusion of like where to go next. But what you might find is that you is that you're you're getting a sense of where you're going. You're getting, okay, I don't know if I'm supposed to, you know, take a right or a left, but I do know that I need to move closer towards this energy. And I'll worry about if I'm going to make a right or a left when the time comes. But I'm I'm just going to move in the direction of my heart's desire. So I think what this new moon is really about is getting us reconnected with that part of ourselves. And then on the 15th, Mercury is entering Pisces at around 4.26 p.m. Again, that is central time. And so again... There is there's some potential for some confusion, um, delusion, because Mercury is now entering Pisces, which is a really watery sign. It's not really where Mercury wants to be. So this isn't going to be like your mental process. It's not going to be one of logic, um, trying to make a bunch of lists and come up with like the right way to communicate something or the right answer. It's probably not going to be the way you want to make decisions over the next, over this particular Mercury cycle. Um, it's going to, your information and how you make decisions is going to be a lot more focused in, you know, your spiritual connection, your connection to your inner self. So again, like starting a meditation practice, I would say before the month even starts, um, but a journaling practice, 
so you can basically set yourself up to get the answers that are going to start coming through for you. That's a really beautiful way to work with this energy. I'm going to let you know you're probably not going to be able to like get a lot of stuff done um, once Mercury goes into Pisces, honestly, a lot, even though Mars will be in Gemini and will be talking and wanting to do a lot of stuff and wanting to plan a lot of stuff, there's this just, and how this might show up is just like, okay, you're all ready to go. You're like, okay, I want to do this. I want to do this. I have all these businesses I want to start and I have all these ideas. And then uh, something comes up that's kind of nebulous, like somebody doesn't understand something or you don't understand something or you thought that. You thought you understood how to upload the podcast, but you didn't. And, you know, you thought you confirmed this appointment and you didn't. And um, things like that can just happen. Or, you know, there's you, – you sign a contract or you do something. You sign a client and then they um, don't show up or they don't pay you the full amount or something like that. Um, and just – Roll with it is what I'll say. So, But the way to work with this energy in a positive way, and this is kind of how you always want to think about the energy, if you work with it and you are realizing that this is actually like healing a part of you and the sky is working together to create this story to like activate different parts of you rather than being like, like ask yourself, like, why do I have to get everything done in this timeline? Is it fear? And yeah, for most of us, it's the, that's it. It's fear. Like, I'm afraid that if I don't get this, 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 and this done in this timeline, something bad's going to happen. I'm going to fail. I'm not going to have money. I'm not going to have this. But ask, but Mercury in Pisces is going to want you to get curious about that. Okay, but why? Why? Like, why, why is that so important to you? And there's going to be a lot of conversation happening between Mercury um, and some of the other planets during this time about because it's in Pisces, it's going to be asking like, well, what do you want and why do you want it? And, you know, surrender to that energy. Let yourself step out of the logic. And this is it's really important for you to do this because what's coming up in the the rest of the month, it's imperative that you get really clear on your values, who you are, where you're going, when, and really your values in your relationships, your connections, your money. Um, and this is going to be showing up in different areas of life for everybody. So if you want to know how to work with this energy specifically for you, I highly, highly suggest book a reading with me. March 20th, we're finally going – so everything I just said, like – getting in touch with your values, connecting. You really, really want to focus on this because as soon as March 20th hits, when the sun goes into Aries, you're going to feel a sense of go. And it's going to be a shift and a movement. And there's going to be a lot of light on you. And there's going to, you're going to be very seen. So that feeling of being um, hidden, that feeling of not, maybe not being, not so much in your ego, not able to really make the shit happen that you want to have happen. Oh, that's going to start shifting towards the end of March. But if you're just like a rabid dog, like chomping at the bit to get going, and you're not using that time up until March 20th to get really clear on where you want to go, to get really clear on your values, not just where you want to go. Let's let's actually back that up. 
getting really clear on if what is in alignment for your inner self, for your value, not what society has told you, not what your family has told you, not what conditioning has told you, not what ancestral, you know, bullshit baggage that, ha- you know, we have, not what, you know, even past lives, like that's influencing us. Like it's not getting really, really clear on where we want to go in this lifetime according to our values. And we may not get a, and honestly, with Pisces energy, you're not going to get a clear picture of direction. So I really, really, really want to like just amplify that statement. You're probably not going to get a like clear direction of like, okay, and now we're moving this way. Okay, now we're going to move into this house. Okay, now I'm going to take this job. Okay, now I'm going to quit this job. You know, you're probably not going to get that. But what you are going to get is a sense of direction. So like, if you're facing east and you need to be facing south, you're going to be readjusted south. And that's what this time is for, is to get readjusted. So a lot of you that are chomping, and I'm I'm preaching to the choir, even like with myself, like a lot of us with a lot of martial energy in our chart, so, or even just a lot of fire energy in general, or Capricorn energy as well, we're so anxious to get started and get going. And a lot of times we're, but we're facing the wrong direction. We're moving, we're putting so much energy towards a direction that's not beneficial. It's not in alignment for us. And we're so frustrated by the time when we have to wait. Um, So use this time of waiting to reposition yourself. Um, Because like I said, coming March 20th, a new cycle is starting and the light is starting to take over. There's a big momentum taking place. Light and dark is exchanging. So this is uh, the spring equinox. So this is the time when light is really starting to ramp up in the sky. So the days are becoming longer. This is, you know, spring in the northern hemisphere. Um, and then the next day, Venus is entering Aries. So your val- So again, Venus is like your connection, your values, your money. Venus is entering into the playing field. And it's like, hey, I'm here. And the sun's like, cool, we're doing this together. This is a huge energetic shift for us. However, Venus is also in its detriment. So like I said earlier about Mars being its detriment, Venus is in its detriment because Venus rules the sign of Libra. And then, so it's that's its domicile. It rules Libra and Taurus. And then, so it is in detriment in Scorpio and Aries. So this is a rebirth, but it might not be the most comfortable rebirth ever. So all that time where you were like hidden in Pisces season and getting all in tune and getting all spiritual, like this is the time when you're going to be like, okay, let's go. Let's move. Let's go forward. Um, Venus in Aries is, it's a really, it's like the fire goddess. It's super sexy energy. It's, I know what I want. It's the feminine knowing what the fuck she wants. So I feel like collectively what's happening, Venus is exalted in Pisces. So we're having this really beautiful flowing energy of like getting connected to our values, getting connected with like the intuitive part of the feminine psyche. And then the feminine archetype Venus going into the sign of Aries and is like, hey, I know what the fuck I want. So we're going to find ourselves, you know, March 21st, making a stand, um, saying what you want. You might find you're like a lot more frisky during this time, um, a lot more sexual, um, but you're also going to initiate things. So, you know, during quarantine, um, 
the physical and the touching, like we haven't gotten to experience as much of this. And when Venus is entering Aries, that that energy is likely to really shift where all of a sudden we are a lot more physical and like we might. So, I mean, be aware, like don't just throw caution to the wind and be like, whatever, I'm going to touch people. And like, who knows where we're going to be in three weeks with all this stuff. But just but that you may find that you're a lot more physical and you're like wanting to touch your partner more and you're um, have a lot more energy. But this this is about Venus being the badass that she is, you know, this, and I heard, I, I heard this on a different podcast. They said that Venus and Aries was like, like Venus, this Venusian feminine energy going into like, um, a man cave almost like there's like fur rugs, like they're eating meat. Like there's like this very primal thing. Like there might be some luxuries, but it's from like a very primal luxury way. Um, you know, there's fire, there's heat, there's passion, but there, it's like raw. Um, but Venus and Aries is also like, she's like making the most of it. She's like, okay, like looking for the beauty and things, looking for, you know, how could this energy be beneficial? So kind of, you know, what Venus does is she's like, I'm going to use this energy to really bring out my like sexuality and my fire and my passion. Um and it's a badass Venus. So you might find yourself like, you know, wanting some leather or wear some red. Marilyn Monroe had this placement. So you can see it's like this feisty and sexual energy. Um, so we've had all of this time of like not being productive and not getting a lot done. So I also have to tell you that right around this time, same day, um, March 21st, around 10.35 p.m., Mars is forming a trine to Saturn. So Saturn is, you know, the list maker, the task maker. He's daddy, if you will. And when I, I don't mean like your father. I mean like daddy. He's, <laughs> he's like the boss. He's, he's the one in charge. He's telling you what to do. And this is a flowing. So these are both malefics, but a trine is a flowing energy. So Saturn and Mars are playing nice together. And because Saturn is in the superior position because it rules Aquarius, Saturn's like, hey, so you got a lot of energy, Mars? Here's a fucking list. Do this shit. Do all the things on the list. And Mars is like, okay, okay, because Mars is in, you know, Gemini, just all this energy, just, ah, I just like want to do all the things, go all the places, start all the businesses. And Saturn is like, here, do all this first. So if you do need to get some stuff done, this is a really great day to set aside March 21st, get your shit done. Like this is a really a great planning day, but it's also just, yeah, you're going to be highly productive. Um, but don't get too excited because then a few days later on March 23rd, um, Mercury is forming a square to Mars and that's going to probably result in a lot of feeling like you ran out of steam. So yes, use the 21st to be productive, maybe even the 22nd. Um, really 20th, 21st, 22nd, like those are great times to like get shit done. So if you have like a big project, like that would be maybe time to crank out some, some work. You'll probably have the energy for it. Um, but just be aware that the closer you get to March 23rd at around 10, 26 PM, um, you may be feeling yourself running out of steam. You may also, um, just start realizing that like, oh shit, I just did all this and I didn't do it right now. I have to start over. Or, oh my God, I just deleted this project accidentally. Um, and you might just feel stifled. 
I think the best way to use this energy, again, journal, move your physical body. And this is, I would say this is kind of a theme of the month, asking yourself, why do I need to be more productive? Why do I have to get so much done? So like, like I said, use the energy 20th, 21st, 22nd, get a bunch of shit done. But just kind of know on the 22nd, you need to start wrapping it up and then maybe set some time aside for yourself to to chill, to journal, to meditate, to getting into your body. You know, air, you know, this is now Aries season. So at this point, like you, we need to be getting into our bodies every single day. I mean, I say we need to be doing that anyway, especially in Pisces season. That'll help us stay a lot more grounded. Um, but yeah, to keep up with all that fire, moving your body really, really good during Aries season. Um, so that's March 23rd. So we're we're approaching the end of the month. And so on March 26th at around 2.58 a.m. Central Time, the sun is forming an exact conjunction with Venus. And this is known as a, a Kazemi. Um, this is a huge... This is a part of that rebirthing process of Venus that I was talking to you about. So this is a time when self-doubt is burnt off. So if you think about the sun shining its bright, bright light, its hot, fiery, bright light, just intensely on Venus, it's burning away all of the shit that is blocking us from being our badass selves. This is burning away all the shit, all the patriarchal junk, all the programming stuff. And I say this for men and women. This is burning off all of the self-doubt, all the shit that we've taken from people. And what I love about this energy is this is an energy that's like, you know what? The only person I need to please is myself. And you know, I have, and it's a huge burst of confidence. And it's, and it's not a confidence in like a, you know, a cocky way or even like in an ego. It's a confidence from I don't need anyone's approval. I just need to be in alignment with my values, my what is important to me. And yeah, so that's it's resulting in a real badass energy. Um, and this might be, and this is a time also when we're going to be making a lot of like declarations about what we value. I don't see this energy being in like a, okay, relationships ending, like, hor- you know, a, it may be, but it's likely that you're going to be making declarations when it comes to your money, your values, your relationships. And again, this really depends on where this is hitting in your chart. So like for me, this is all taking place in my ninth house, which is, it's also right on my midheaven. So I'm going to be feeling a whole lot of fun stuff. I'm excited, though, because wherever Aries is in your chart has needed some love for a while. So I'm really excited about this energy. Um, but it's in my ninth house, which is philosophy, it's travel, it's um, teaching, it's education, it's but it's it's what I value and how I see the world. It's not really what I value. It's how I conceptualize the world and my philosophies on life and my beliefs. And yeah, that's so that's going to show up really different for me um, because all of that energy is happening in that ninth house. So that might mean that, you know, ninth house is also like teaching and courses. So like I'm planning to launch some courses. So yeah, that might be a time when I do that. Um, and I get like a lot of energy of like, okay, yeah, it's time. It's time to be seen. It's time to ask for this amount of money. Also, Venus is money. So for me, like this is on my midheaven. Um, 
so me all of a sudden like being aware and I'm in this process now of like what I'm worth, how much I should be charging, how to make money. Also, it's not bad to want money. It's not bad to go after money. Um, but this is really in respect to like me teaching. Also, Ninth House is also astrology. So there's there's a lot in it for me of just moving out of my fear and self-doubt. And that's what that's what this sun conjuncting Venus is going to do. And, you know, for instance, if you are, let's see, a an Aries rising, for instance, you may be finding that this is about you. This is about yourself. This is about your boundaries with your body and with other people. If you're a Libra rising, you might be seeing yourself doing this in relationships. You might be seeing yourself being like, I'm not going to take this. This is my standard. This is what I want. Or maybe you're, and this isn't always a bad thing. This can also be like, I really am you know, Libra, you know, if this is happening in your house of relationships, Libra rising, I really fucking love you and want to be with you forever. And, or I want commitment or I want this, or I, this is what I value in a relationship. It's not always, it's not negative necessarily, but it, it is a stating what you want and stating what you need. Um, and again, this is, I think just as powerful as this energy is and potent as this is, Figuring out where this is happening in your life and I think is so valuable. So, you know, get a get a reading scheduled for the first part of March and let's let's tackle some of this. Um, also on the 26th, so that same day, Mars is conjuncting the North Node. Um, and the North Node is kind of Jupiterian and it expands what it touches. So you're going to be feeling a really strong sense of like, where am I going? Like, I'm not where am I going, but this is where I'm going. So, you know, all of that, all that soul searching we were talking about early in the month, this is the time you get to declare it. This is the time that I'm like, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing. This is what I value. This is what I want. So, and then this is all, this is all building up to this full moon in Libra. And this is closing out a six-month cycle. So I talked about earlier, the new moon starts a six-month cycle. So full moons close them. So I think it's really interesting. Look back at what was happening in the new moon in Libra in the fall. So that was happening on October 16th of 2020. So look at what was going on in your life right then. And so this is kind of a funny one for me. So I looked at this in my chart and um, this is very specific to my chart. So you totally could have situations like this, but if you're a Libra, a Leo rising, you might... Um, resonate with this a lot. Um, maybe not, but I'll just tell you my experience. So if I look back what was happening six months ago, we were moving into this house. We were looking at houses and we like really needed to get out of the house we were in and because our lease was up and we really needed to move somewhere. And we moved during a Mercury retrograde um, that was going through our house of home. So there are definitely things since we've moved in this house, and that's generally not advised to like move and sign contracts and make big life decisions under a Mercury retrograde, but hey, we couldn't help it, and that's what was going on. So there are definitely things that since we moved in, it's like, that's not what we thought. This isn't what we signed up for, you know, like it kind of smelled like a cat when we moved in. Well, not kind of, like it really smelled like a cat. It's gotten better now, but like then we didn't smell that when we did a walkthrough and things like the trash, uh, like we have, we're in a townhouse. So like the dumpster in front of our house, 
Um, it doesn't have a fence around it. So people just put trash in there, don't close the door, and trash flies all into our yard and different things like that. And, you know, I've and, – and just some other things of – the, you know, doors not being right in the house. And so it's been interesting because me and my partner both, I think, have gotten a lot more vocal about, like, we need this fixed. You know, this isn't okay. But especially me over the past, like, few weeks, I feel like I've just gotten so ballsy of, like, can you give me the number of the Homeowners Association? Because I'm going to call them and get a fence built. Or I don't know. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, like, I, because it's, I feel like what's happening is I'm, I've gotten my voice back and I'm not letting people push me around. And that's part of what this six-month cycle is closing for me. And this full moon in Libra, my moon is in Libra. So it's kind of cool for me that it's it, it it's happening in my house of communication. So me communicating my values, communicating what I need, and I am not great at that. <laughs> I'm not super awesome at like laying down the law and being like, I'm not going to take this. Like, this isn't okay. And like, you know, I've I've just but I've realized over the past it's that healthy ego and that's Mars and that's Aries. Like I've realized over the past year I have to. Like that's my job. It's if I don't, I'm just gonna get walked all over. And, you know, I'm not coming at it from like a bully way or like threatening people or, you know, shit like that. But I'm also not afraid to get my hands dirty and I'm not afraid to fight for something if that's what I need to do. Um again. My Libra energy, I'm not going to come in with, like, guns blazing of, like, don't, you know, fuck this and, like, cussing people out. And I'm not going to do that. I'm going to come in from a very diplomatic way. But the reality is I'm going to get what I want. And and I'm going to get what's fair. And I think that's what Libra – Libra is looking at what's fair and what's balanced. So, like, hey, I'm not expecting – you know, the world to be moved for me, but I do expect to, you know, be treated with respect and I'm going to say what I need. And that's in that respect that I'm really the respect that I've been cultivating is self-respect because I don't, if you're going around telling everybody, you need to respect me and you need to respect me, you don't respect your own voice. And it's really about me. Like if somebody, you know, tells me to F off and I need to get over it and, you know, that's on them. I'm not going to – I can't force anybody to do anything, but I'm also not going to sit around and wait for someone to come save me. And I think that's the cycle that I've been completing over the past six months. So I'm curious if you guys um, look back over – even if you don't know your chart, even if you don't know where this is happening in your chart, you still are human and you you have a calendar and you know what you're doing around – October 16th. So just notice and look like what themes were coming up this time and like how have I progressed in that cycle? You might notice there's like a sense of closure around that area Um, or like for me and it's happening kind of a, you know, it's communication, kind of an obscure house. But, um, oh, I think I was like starting maybe getting ready to launch the podcast. So that's kind of cool where that's because also third house is podcast. So that's, that's, it's just all interesting that I'm seeing all these like synchronicities. Um, but yeah, just notice like what was started six months ago and where is that now? And how do you feel about it now? And so I'm, yeah, again, so, so this is, that's the 28th. Um, this is a really chatty <laughs> full moon. Um, there's a whole lot going on. The sun and Chiron and Venus are all 
conjunct by a degree and they're opposing the moon, which is a full moon in Libra. Um, and then the moon is trining Mars. The moon is also trining Jupiter and Saturn and in Aquarius. So if you um, if you're an Aquarius rising, if you're a Libra rising, if you're an Aries rising, um, maybe a maybe Leo rising, but I, I would really say more if you're Aquarius, um, Libra or Aries, you're probably gonna really feel this uh, full moon. Uh, I actually have a really good friend of mine. I'm so excited for her. She's I can't. It's this month is so reflective of her energy. She's a Aries Sun and Aries Moon. She's also an Aquarius rising. Um, our charts are actually like mirrors of each other. Um, and her, she, you know, she just has a lot of cool stuff going on right now. She's getting married. She just started a new job, and she's very visible and she's being very seen right now. And I'm really excited for her because all of this energy that's going on through the month, I can just see how it's going to just support her stepping more into her power, stepping more into herself. So um, I'm, I'm really honestly excited for all my Aries people because I know you guys have had and Scorpio, um, I both. I think sometimes I tend to leave Scorpios out um, of the equation because we associate so much Mars with Aries, but Mars also rules Scorpio. So I think Scorpio's kind of been like getting their asses kicked and maybe a, in a very Scorpio way, not complaining about it and um, and kind of hiding how this has been affecting them. But, um, oh, actually just felt like a wave of sadness. So I just, yeah, for all of my, if you have really significant martial ruled placements, Aries, Scorpio, Welcome back. <laughs> You're probably going to start feeling some more energy. You're probably going to start feeling more like yourself over this month. And I know it's been really hard. Um, and because what this has been, and even for all of us, whether you know you have those placements or not, we're all going through this collective shift of like shedding the ego um, and heal and shedding pieces of the ego, but also like challenging like what we want like what we think we have to have and you know sometimes and so I think that journey is it's different for everybody some people they're always saying what they have to have they're always asserting their ego they're always asserting you know they're always taking initiative they're always pushing forward and then we have people you know that are you know maybe have more Venusian qualities in their chart, and they don't, and they don't speak up for themselves, and they don't assert themselves, and they don't go ask for what they want. And the past six months for, you know, those people, and I put myself in that camp, I think has been um, six months of <laughs> getting your balls back. Like, I just have been saying to my partner, I was like, I feel so ballsy lately. Like, I just feel like no one's going to fuck with me. And it feels good. And as a Libra moon, I don't feel like that a lot. <laughs> I kind of feel like, you could fuck with me. You could pour soup in my lap, and I'd probably apologize to you. I just quoted a John Mulaney stand-up. Um, maybe not that much. <laughs> I would say something if you poured soup in my lap. But I'm not going to go out and, like, assert myself unnecessarily. And even if I do, I think in the past I've been very apologetic. I'm so sorry. I, I hate to inconvenience you, um, but you're stepping on my foot, actually, and it kind of fucking hurts. Now I'm like, hey, get off my foot. And you're on my foot. And, you know, just because it's my foot. 
So I think it's, you know, it's been a time where I've gotten to really see my boundaries and have voices or give voices to them. So wherever you find yourself, and I think all of us have probably done both. We've been doing this ego dance, like some places actually giving up that control, that power, because I've totally seen that in my life where I'm like, hey, I'm not the expert. Hey, we're not going to just do, because I think that um, I've seen that a lot in my relationship where, you know, I think... (laughs) I think all Capricorns think that they know what the best thing is for everyone around them. And, you know, I think my ego, my uh, ego surrender over the past six months has been like, you know what, my partner actually knows what's best for him and the way he goes about his healing and his process. And I don't know everything. And I'm a life coach and I'm a, you know, emotional health nerd. And sometimes I think I do. Sometimes I think I know what's best. And I think that's been my surrender of like, I don't know everything. I don't know. I don't know the right course of action to be taken and for him and his life. And I think that's that's been a really and it's been really healing for me, honestly, because I'm like, great. That's a that's a huge responsibility that I think, you know, I have to burden and have to carry and actually know he's completely capable of doing that. And he is very aware of what he wants and where he's going and what works for him and what doesn't. He has Aries on his midheaven. I mean, Mars and Aries on his midheaven. So he he he's pretty good about like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't, you know, because I'll have ideas of why don't you do this for, you know, start this business or do this or do that. And, and I, one of the things I really appreciate about him is that he's like, I don't want to do that. Whereas I'm a little bit more like, but maybe I could do it. Maybe I could become that thing that they want. Um, and, and he's less likely to do that. And I think that's a really beautiful quality of his that I am learning to embrace within myself. So also what's happening, I want to throw this in there as well, is that Venus and the sun are conjuncting Chiron over the next couple of days. So while this full moon is happening in Libra, there is definitely this theme of like past pain from that like has come up that has kept us from having a voice. So I think collectively we may even start to really feel that. Um, I really, I think this is such a Venusian charged full moon. I really think that this is like going to be like the warrior cry of that intuitive feminine energy of like, you're not going to fuck with us anymore. Like you're, and and when I say feminine, I don't mean females. Like I don't think females are going to be saying this to males, but even like internally within ourselves, you know, that part of us that's like telling us to go and get the list done and get that done and you're not good enough and you're not accomplishing enough and you need to push more and you need to do it this way and and that Venusian energy rising up and being and really tapping into that intuitive part of us during while Venus is in Pisces it just went in so it's it's time guys it's time to really honor that sacred feminine part of ourselves and then as she emerges into Aries and she this full moon of saying like this is what this is what I'm doing this is where I'm going and and I'm going to honor my truth, even if it's not logical. So you may be finding that there's some wounding coming, you know, maybe past from earlier in your life where you've been silenced. And again, this is males and females, but have been told like, you can't say that, you can't do that, you can't, you know, and Venus is not, she's not out for blood. <laughs> so I don't want you to think that this is like, that's, that, you know, this might be, if this was a Marshall more thing, but I, I feel like this is Venus really in her power and in her prime. And Venus can Venus is 
very intense when crossed. So if you're in relationships or situations where you are being taken advantage of, where you have been overgiving or you you know, or in a situation where you're not being respected, your values aren't being heard. Yeah, you're like Venus is going to come in and be like, no, off with their heads. Like, I'm out. I'm cutting. I'm done. Like, no more. No more Mr. Nice Guy. So if like you're in a job that sucks, that pays you crappy, this is probably when you're going to finally say, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. If you're in a relationship that they treat you like shit and you don't feel good about yourself and I'm not going to do this anymore. If you've, you know, and also... I think Venus a lot of times we th- or a lot of times we don't think that sometimes we put ourselves in this victim mode but if we just had a voice we get power. So it may not be that you quit the toxic job but maybe you go have a voice to your boss and stuff shifts. So sometimes you know we create these narratives that we're the victim and all of this is happening to us and like even in your relationship if there's something about it that you know you don't like and it can be as simple as like The chores, like if you feel like you're doing more than your partner is, or if you feel like you aren't getting enough alone time, or maybe you don't feel like you're getting enough, you know, time with your friends without your partner. You know, sometimes we can create our partners as like the villain and the reason we're not getting what we want. And then if we just go and have a conversation like, hey, I actually really need a night off. I would love to go you know, spend time with my friend, not worry about what time I have to come home, not check in, just come home when I want to come home and or go out of town with a friend for a couple days or whatever. I just need you may find that like when you have a voice with your partner, they're like, okay, great. Awesome. Because also this this energy is about people speaking their truths and and I think that there is a like there's we're going to be more willing to let other people speak their truths and have what they need. So, you know, if you're in a job where you feel like you're not being paid well, rather than, you know, pissing, (laughs) getting pissed and coming up with this, like, villainizing your company, go ask for a raise. Balls up, man. If you're And also, if you're in a job you hate, you're not a victim. Quit. Go get a different job. Do just do something else. And I think a lot of times with money, we can get into this victim mindset, but that's not the truth. The truth is there is money and abundance all around us, and you are not locked into anything. So the cool thing is, is that I think that over this month, you know, if you are feeling that way right now, if you are feeling really stuck, if you are feeling really trapped, if you're like, you know what, that's great. I love that you think I'm not a victim, but I kind of feel like one. And, you know, I can't pay my bills this month, and I have to feed a kid, and, um, I, you know, I have to eat or whatever. I mean, like, and same boat, guys. Like, I I really want to say that. Like, I don't want to invalidate those fears. Like, I have those too. And I, and I've, that's really been getting pushed lately. But so accept that, acknowledge that, honor that. Okay, great, cool. You know what? I do feel like a victim to my finances. You know what? I do feel like a victim in my relationship. You know what? I do, or in friendships. Oh my gosh, Venus is also friendships. It's any relationship. It's any, yeah. yeah. So anywhere in your life where you're like, oh my gosh, I don't feel empowered. I don't feel like my values are being honored. I don't feel like I'm on the right track. Like, just acknowledge it and accept it. Like, I'm not doing the thing that is in alignment with my soul. Accept it and then spend this, you know, the next few weeks, especially this new moon, really getting curious 
about who you are and where you're going. And again, get a chart reading. That's a really an or an Akashic record reading. That's 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 the most Piscean thing you can possibly do <laughs> is to get an Akashic record reading. Um, but if, you know, that's not – you can't afford that right now or that's just not does, – doesn't feel in alignment for you, create your own practice. Or, you know, if you're working with somebody else, another healer. But I, I want to encourage you, make sure that if you are going to work with somebody right now um, – and obviously, like, I trust myself, but, you know, that may not be – you may not feel this way about me, but – don't make sure to not cut. But if you are going to work with somebody during this time, I want to just say work with somebody that wants you to find out your truth, not somebody that wants to tell you their truth. Because this season is really about getting into alignment with your highest self. So that's why I'm like, I think astrology is just so beautiful because it's me telling you what you already know. <laughs> And a lot of times, well, it's actually me not even telling you because I don't even really know what's going on. I don't know the storyline. I don't know what it looks like. I just see the energy. So I'm really just telling you like, hey, this energy is going on here and this energy is going on there. What do you think that means in your life? And then people are like, oh, yeah. And they like see the connections and they're able to, oh, yeah, that is who I am. So because I don't know. And I'm just looking at this chart. Like, for instance, if I look at your chart and you – have a an exalted sun in the ninth house and you are really meant to be seen and because that is a clear indication of somebody that's you know really meant to be seen maybe you're a leo rising with the sun in the ninth house exalted in aries oh that would be a beautiful chart um I think I know somebody with that placement. And yeah, she's very like visible and very seen and she's really good at presenting herself and people just like love following her. Um but if that's the case and you're playing and you're behind the scenes and you're never, you know, the one in the front and you're, you know, not the boss, and you're not making the calls in your own life and you're that, then I can, I can look at that and be like, hey, it's probably not, that's not the way money is going to flow for you. That's not the way you're going to feel fulfilled because you're meant to be seen. You're meant to be in the spotlight. So how can we start working with that energy to get you seen? And this this is kind of such a funky time. And as a Leo rising, um, all Leo risings, I, we have this kind of push-pull with – well, depending on where the sun is in your chart, we have – we have a need to be seen, and also depending on where our sun is and its placement, we might have issues with that or fears around that or um, maybe we're not easily seen, but we know we're supposed to be or um, so different things like that. But just one of the things that's so cool about astrology is being able to look at that energy and helping people figure out how to live their core essence, how to live their true self. So anyway, obviously I love astrology, so I'm going to talk it up. But I love Akashic Records too, tapping into that higher self, tapping into your guides, asking those questions that, you know, aren't really practical. And I think that's why I love the Akashic Records, especially around Pisces season, is because this is not a practical time. This is not a time where, you know, we're going to go, okay, well, we need to be doing this on this day, and we need to be making this amount of money, and we need to, this is the plan. This is way more of a time of going inward and finding out from our higher selves, like, what are our blocks? Where are we, you know, we, 
We're going to go into this time of Aries where we move forward again, and there's going to be a lot of movement. But before we do that, where are we positioned and is it in the direction that's in alignment with our higher self? So that's the question that I am going to leave you all with today. And that's the question that I would love for you to take through journaling, uh, a meditation, or whatever practice that that fits in for you. Because I really do believe that we're at this really pivotal, beautiful time of birth, and we're about to emerge. And that emergence process is a lot more pain cut because I know we've been in this time of hiddenness and we felt you know, our fire not be there, energy not be there. Um, and with the sun being in Pisces, there's like this nebulous nebulousness of, you know, interconnectedness, which is so beautiful, but there's not a lot of, you know, this is me and this is what I want and this is how I want to assert myself, which I think is a really beautiful energy to begin to look at what you do want and what you do need. And, And again, your values and what's in alignment for your higher self. But doing that from a place of alignment, doing that from a place of peace, doing that from a higher realm. And it's not always logical. And, you know, logic gets us so far. And it's it's that marriage of our intuition and our logic that is the divine balance that moves us forward in life. And sometimes that logic has to take a back seat. So, but here's how you can work with your intuition without going into la-la land because and getting caught up in that nebulousness trap. Ground, get into your physical body, drink water, watch escapism, watch how much you're on your screens. Oh, I also wanted to throw out some like fun thing or some um, I always want to help entrepreneurs know like peak times of the month to do certain things um, because I do work with branding and intuitive branding and using astrology to help people brand themselves, but also using astrology to help know when to plan certain things. So I had a client reach out re- reach out to me recently asking me, could I we use astrology to um, you know, do a social media calendar? And I love the idea. And yes, I'm sure you could. (laughs) I think that the amount of work and tracking that that would take would be a lot. And I actually, when she said it, totally piqued my interest. I was like, oh, I might do that. And I still might. Um, But that's that would be a lot of work um, to track that and to do that to that level. But if somebody does that, oh, my gosh, that'd be brilliant. So anyway, if you're interested in doing something like that, totally book a reading with me and we can maybe chat about that Um, or maybe do an astrological um, tutoring session and I can help you maybe learn how to track the sky in correspondence with what you're trying to do with your marketing. Um, Anyway, that was a little bit of a tangent, but what I do like to do is to highlight peak days of productivity, peak days of um, moving your business forward. So I'll just go through a few of those really fast. I know this is a really long episode, but I hope you guys have gotten a lot out of it. I'm glad if you stuck with me this long, you're a trooper. So let's, I'll throw these out here to you and then we'll get this wrapped up. So um, a few of my peak days, um, and this is again, I'm just talking about 
uh, entrepreneurial stuff. And so peak day, if you're going to announce a business or a product, um, the fourth is a really awesome time to do that. That has a lot of positivity to it. Um, around the 10th, you know, that sun conjuncting Neptune, that's a really great time to do some video work. So if you're a photographer or if you're like me and you create a lot of content in front of a camera, um, you will find a lot of energy flowing for you around March 10th. So I'm actually going to use that day to do a lot of like content recording for different videos because there'll be a really flowing energy for that. Um, also on March 4th, writing again is really good. So if you need to write a lot of content or if you're writing a book or you write blog posts um, or even like recording podcast, that can be a really good energy to do that. So if you need to like, you know, um, like bulk, do record a lot of episodes in bulk or do a lot of writing content in bulk, you might find that you have a lot more energy around the third and the fourth. So you can use those days to schedule that. Um I would the 13th, uh, that Venus conjunct Neptune, all the new moon. Still, you can do some things with, you know, video work, um, creativity. This is a really great time to do, you know, creativity. So if you, you know, you work in graphic design or you, if you're a photographer, oh my gosh, this new moon, you probably will get some beautiful pictures. So if you're a photographer or you work in that world, um, maybe set up some shoots around the 13th, um, that weekend, you may really find that there's just like this beautiful flow. Um, I would say schedule shoots that are more Venusian in quality or more spiritual in quality. So um, that could be a really fun time to play with that energy. So or just feminine in general. Um, and then I, I know I already said this one, but I want to highlight it again, kind of the get shit done time. Um, that March 21st, that's a really good day to schedule a lot of like to do's. So if you, you know, need to redo your website, redesign something, actually, I'm, I think I'm going to use that date to um, go through and edit my website and just do some like to do's that I have to do. Um, I wouldn't get into th anything too terribly tedious or time consuming because March or Mars doesn't have a ton of patience. Um, so I would say like get a really long to-do list of short tasks that you need to do. Um, but you, you're very likely to find yourself being more productive around the 20th um, to the 22nd. I want to highlight though for entrepreneurs, really anybody, the 15th once Pisces enters or Mercury enters Pisces, just be aware um, there might be some more confusion when it comes to communication. So, you know, Second or double check to make sure that email went through, um, double check to make sure the time of that meeting, if you thought it was one time, you know, check. Um, don't schedule a ton of detail work. Um, this would not be a time when I would try to do a lot of like editing or anything like that. You might find that you really don't have capacity for it. If you need to do that during that time, again, schedule that around March 21st. Um, and then also for everyone, especially entrepreneurs, plan to give yourself a break around the 23rd. Um, you're going to be running out of steam. 23rd to, you know, 23rd, 24th. Um, and then a really awesome time to launch businesses or launch new products um, or raise your prices or um, anything to do with asserting yourself, showing yourself, asking for what you want, asking for raises. Uh, maybe you, yeah, 
um, put, presenting yourself there. The March 26th, that time is just going to be so powerful um, and through March 28th as well. So the end of the month, there's but just be aware that you might be struggling with that Chiron present. You might be struggling a little bit with like imposter syndrome or not feeling like you're good enough or maybe some past wounding and past fear. But if you've spent the first half of the month really honing in and healing and getting curious about your triggers that are coming up, I don't think that's going to I actually think that that energy could be beneficial to you because Chiron is the wounded healer and it heal it heals itself first and then heals the collective. So especially if you're like a healer or work in any type of like if you're a therapist or anything where you're working with other people, you may find yourself helping other people step into their power. Um, so that theme of Chiron coming up, it's not necessarily that it's, it is your wound, but it's your wound that you have healed. And now you're helping other people walk through that same place of pain as well. And let's see if there's anything else. Oh, I was going to say once Venus goes into Aries around the 21st, this any once the sun's in Aries, this would be a great time to get some more photos taken of yourself. If you need some, you know, to get some content going, you're going to be feeling really ballsy, really fiery, really sexy. Um, so just throwing that out there, this can be a really fun time to just assert yourself, get in front of your, you know, if you're a photographer and you're always behind the lens, get somebody to take some pictures of you, get in front of the lens, some. So, and the last um, thing that I want to point out towards the end of the month, there is Mercury conjuncting Neptune. And just again, be aware this is everyone needs to just schedule self care. Schedule self care on the 29th because this is, if you don't, you're probably going to slip into escapism. And you've had this jolt of energy over the past week. And it's likely that you're going to start coming down. And that's great. We need to come down. So don't be afraid of it. Let yourself, you know, land. Um, schedule self-care. So maybe go to the spa that day um, but or whatever. But also, again, Neptune is always about healing. So getting curious, doing rituals, journaling, meditating, is all really beneficial. And then the next day on the 30th, Venus is sextiling Saturn. I don't usually talk about sextiles. Um, there are so many different aspects and relationships that the planets have with each other. And sextiles, honestly, I don't bring them up very often because they aren't, they're not as powerful of an energy, but they are, it's an opportunity. And honestly, it's just time. If I went through every single sextile, every single trying every single everything this would be like a seven hour episode um but i do like to point pull them out when i think that they are ones that could be really helpful so venus sextiling saturn this is an opportunity to bring some some stability and structures to relationships in your life um but also again your finances so this is a really great time to make a budget <laughs> um also a really great time to this is kind of odd, but like clean your makeup brushes or do something that is a chore related to beauty. So, you know, cleaning out your closet. This is a really good energy for that. Um, but it can also be like a really good energy of setting up, you know, systems of when you're going to design or do things like that in your business or, again, the finances. So, and if you work in creativity, this could be a really great or do any do anything creative. This can be a really great time where you might be able to do something like productive and physical um, with that creative energy. So 
basically using your aesthetics, your sense of beauty, your sense of creativity to make money or do something productive in your life. Um, so where is this happening in your chart? Go check your rising sign. Look Find where Aries is. Find where Aquarius is. Hit me up on Instagram. I'm so curious how this resonates with you guys. All of this is in the show notes, so you guys can follow along the month, come back to the show notes, and just kind of check in, notice. Um, Really curious what you guys think of this. Are you excited about March? Are you a little nervous? Yeah, let me know. You can find me on Instagram. The podcast Instagram is at I Speak Human Podcast, and my personal Instagram is at Victoria G. Stevens. You can always find me on my website at victoriagreerstevens.com. There you can book readings. You can book an Akashic Record reading. You can book an astrology reading um, and find out more about my intuitive branding services. Um, which is a service that I offer, which is an intuitive approach to creating your brand, your logo, your design, and coming up with a business model that's really in alignment for you. And I do discovery calls. I do free discovery calls as well. They're 10 minutes long. If you're not sure, you know, what you want, what you're interested in, um, or, you know, for the brand, especially intuitive branding, it's a pretty big financial commitment. It's bigger financial commitment. So I always encourage people, you know, sign up, let's have a chat and just see if this is a good, a good fit for you right now in your business and where you're going. Because I don't really, I mean, I love money. I'm a Capricorn, but I don't want your money if it's not going to benefit you. That's not a, that doesn't feel good to me because that I want to help your business move forward. And if I either, don't think it's an alignment. I don't think I can help you. Or I just don't feel like your business is quite there yet. Um, I want to tell you that. And that's okay. Um, because I, and, and you can also feel that, you know, you can feel that when you meet with somebody and like, hey, this isn't my groove. This isn't my gal. And that's awesome. If, and, you know, honor your voice. But I really do love to bring out people's authenticity and use astrology and lo- use my intuitive gifts to help people create brands that are in alignment with their highest self. Um, So if you want to know more about that, visit my website. Um, Yeah, and that's all. So pretty big episode, actually. And so just I just can like sense all the energy. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up now. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for listening. Share this on your Instagram. Share it with a friend. Um, And also, as the times of the month come up and you start noticing, oh, wow, you know, this theme happening that I talk about in the episode, let me know. Screenshot it. Tag on it on Instagram and let me know because I'm just always so curious how this is resonating with you guys. If you need help finding your sun, moon, and rising, you're always welcome to hit me up on Instagram. Um, But there are so many links in my bios on both my Instagram and personal podcasts that will help you not only get your chart, but understand some of the symbols in your chart and um, so much content on my Instagram to help you understand your chart. And it's just always being added to every, every week. So, okay. I hope you guys have a beautiful week and enjoy March. Bye.